fashion is my passion. Even when I'm doing hair, I really go about it in a way of how to bring this like empowerment, fashionista, you know, that hidden beauty. I feel like everybody has that alter ego, right? Everybody have them stand a little taller, look a little sexier, you know, just wear a little bit more of that boldness that everybody has inside of them. Welcome everyone to the 209 Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano. And before we get started with today's episode, I want to remind everyone, if you haven't yet followed the social media pages for the 209 Journey, I invite you to do so. You can find it at the 209 Journey on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Also, if you'd like to listen to the episodes on YouTube, you can find the channel also as the 209 Journey. I'm also going to be posting videos on there shortly. So be on the lookout, subscribe to that channel so you find out when videos are posted that are not episode videos, but actual videos out and about in the 209. Also, as always, I want to give a shout out to everyone on social media who's commented, shared the posts, who has listened to the past episodes. I got quite a bit of listens in the last show and I was really impressed by that. So thank you so much to everyone for all your support that you always give to the podcast and also for referring some of the people that you know. I've gotten a couple of messages and I greatly appreciate that because it really helps me out to find out about guests that maybe I wouldn't have otherwise uh, found out right away. So thank you to everyone who helps out the show. So today on episode 31, my special guest is Patti Ayala. She is the founder and owner of Unico Salon in Stockton. It's quite an amazing beauty salon too. If y'all haven't checked out her social media pages for the salon, I invite you to go check them out. Give her a follow. You can find that at Unico Salon. And that's actually spelled out U-N-I-Q-O-S-A-L-O-N. That is on Instagram. Go check out what they have going on too. Lots of really Great posts, uh, a couple of really funny ones too that I think a lot of y'all will actually really enjoy. So please give them a follow, find out more about them. And if you want to go to Beauty Salon, check them out as well too. So tonight we're going to find out more about how she got an interest here in the beauty industry, how she started Unico and how things have been going. So first of all, let me actually start by saying happy birthday. Thank you so much for like spending time here on, on the show on your special day. And, you know, welcome to the 209 Journey. Pati, how's it going? It's going great. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, honestly, I can't start, I, I think, my year any better. Just being able to do what I love and, and share it. So thank you so much for inviting me. This is a great start to my 36th birthday. Awesome. Well, I, I really appreciate that. Well, I want to go ahead and get started by asking you more about what it was like for you, not only to grow up in Stockton, because I know that you were born in Mexico and you kind of went back and forth. So tell me more about what it was like kind of going back and forth and your time in Stockton when you would be in Stockton. I mean, Stockton's always been home. Uh, my my family on my dad's side, they they all live here in Stockton or the majority of the family lives here in Stockton. So it's what I know as home. And I think one of the beautiful things that I like about the city as I started getting older and I appreciate it, it's just how diverse it is. Um, you, you don't only see, you know, Latinos, but you have, you know, African-Americans, Asians, like there's all kinds of different nationalities. And I went to school here too, you know, going back and forth between here and Mexico, you know, I went to elementary school to so many different schools and, um, middle schools and high schools and and just to always be surrounded by diversity. I thought that was pretty cool because I started getting older and I started traveling to other places. I realized that not all the places are as diverse as Stockton. So those are the things that I, I truly love about here, about living here in, in town. And yeah, it's just, it's it's home. It's home. We have beautiful, beautiful people great food. And Stockton is just such a real city. So, um, you know, I, that's, that's my input when it comes to having Stockton as my home. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that too, right? I've heard it a couple of other times as well. And I definitely do get that shock as well. When you go to other states, right? Like going to Florida a couple of times, I'm like, whoa, you know, there's times when like, you feel like you're the only like Hispanic person yeah. in one space, and you're not really used to that, right? It's like, wait, isn't it? everywhere kind of like this <laughs> it's not really quite. there's 
there's flavor here. I color, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's nice. It's very vibrant. Yeah. And we haven't even talked about food yet. Right. But we know how much food there is too. And yeah, we're really blessed to be at a good spot where you could have almost any kind of food that you want to have. Right. Yes, absolutely. Well, I definitely want to uh, know a little bit more about how you got your interest in the beauty industry before we talk about Unico Salon. So th just tell us more about like where that came from uh, as far back as, as it did. So that one, I have to give it to my mom. So it all started um, with my mother. She always did hair, you know, as, as far as I, I remember. And uh, um, she started her career in Mexico. Like I was telling you, half of my life, I lived here. My other half, I lived in Mexico. We went back and forth a lot. But when my parents decided that they wanted they wanted to move back home and just, you know, continue their life over there, my mom wanted to, you know, open her own business and open her own salon and, and just pursue what her passion was. And for me, you know, it was like, all right, Mija, you know, you got to work at our parent, you know, the parents' business. And I just fell in love with it. It was I loved going into the salon and the energy and talking to people and just doing hair. I've always been into fashion and I'm, I'm, I'm creative. So putting those things together, I thought it was just such a fun thing to do for work, you know? And my mom was actually the got me started into doing hair outside of the salon. So um, I would travel within the areas where we lived and you know, I started doing bridal hair and then um, photographers needed someone to do hair and makeup for the people that they had, you know, um, had hired them. And so they would reach out. And so I enjoyed that a lot. I started enjoying traveling and doing hair outside of the salon. And then I was able to, you know, work with with models and musicians. And I was like, this is pretty cool. I kind of felt like a little rock star traveling and doing hair. And so that's kind of where it started. Um, obviously, I wasn't going to continue living in, in, in Mexico. I could have, but I wanted to give myself um, an opportunity to come back to the States and go to school here, which I did. And then eventually, I just missed doing hair. You know, I it was nice to go to school and, you know, work in a hospital and you know, do customer service and then just do other kinds of jobs that I would pick up. But I would always end up doing everyone's hair. Anywhere where I worked, I would always end up doing their hair. I remember um, I was working at the hospital, at the county hospital for a little bit. And my coworkers, um, you know, we're going to go to a party and like, oh, don't worry, I'm going to bring my tools. I'll do your hair in the bathroom. Right. And so like right after work, I would get my coworkers ready you know, in, in the bathroom and, and makeup. And it was like, you know what? I really, really enjoy doing this. I need to give it a fair opportunity and, um, you know, go to school, get licensed, respect it, just like I would respect any other job. And so that's kind of how it went from being like a hobby into starting to turn into an actual career. Well, that's really interesting how, you know, it, it got started and everyone just kind of went to you and, doing all that. And, you know, I'm kind of curious with beauty school, like, what is the process like? How long does it usually take to get licensed? And like, do you have some sort of like final exam that you do? What happens? Yeah, so you have to go to school for 1500 hours. Um, at the time when I enrolled to school, um, I, I was a mom already. So and I worked, I, I also had I had two other jobs. On top, I was a mom. And um, but I wanted to pursue and be able to um, to do be be a hairdresser, be a hairstylist as a career. So I enrolled in school. It was fifteen hundred hours, and I got my cosmetology license. So you go to school, you put in your hours. They teach you all the things that you need to learn. Um, it is you have to pass state board. So that's how you get licensed. And um, you know you have your date. You go to um, I can't remember where's the place that we have to go to, but you go, you you do your exam, and if you pass, you get your license, and then from there, you're able to um, to actually do hair legally. And so I got my cosmetology license, and I also enjoyed um, doing a lot of barber work at the time too. And I, I still do that. I, I do a lot of barbering too. And so after a few years of you know after school and 
getting my license and doing my thing, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back to school and get licensed again, but for barbering. And so I've done it twice. And the difference between one and the other with barbering, you can use a straight edge razor and, you know, you learn different things. And I think that's the thing that has given me so much or I've been able to take my career in this industry far or or as far as I've taken it so far. I'm a constant learner. I'm always trying to learn something. I'm always, you know, learning a new skill, signing up to a new class, taking a new training. Um, And so my schooling didn't stop there, though. So after I got my license for both things, you know, I still continued going to school in different places. Um, I went to school in New York and took some courses out there. I went to London, took some courses out there. And so um, it just it never stops. And even to today, you know, now that I have a salon, it's amazing because I get to bring you know, different classes and educators and skill sets to the salon. So, you know, when you ask me about school, I feel like I'm still in school. I haven't, I haven't stopped yet. That's a good feeling, right? I feel like everyone should definitely take that no matter, I guess, what your career is, because there's always something new to learn. No one knows everything. Always. Always. There's always something to learn. There's you know, I feel like the moment you, or personally for me, the moment I, I've never felt like I know it all and I don't ever want to feel like that. I, mm-hmm. I love feeling as excited about learning and perfecting something. And um, I think that's, that's what's been my, um, what's worked for me. So what are those exams like before you get your license? Like, do you have to do hair on someone and then like, do you have a judge looking at you or what, what, what does that look like? Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So it's a, it's a two part um, exam. So you have to do a theory exam or a written exam and it's, you would think it's about hair, right? But it's all mm-hmm. about sanitation and disinfection because mm-hmm. um, we work with people. So to be able to get your license, we need to know that, how do we disinfect our tools properly and not start spreading disease or, mm-hmm. you know, viruses or stuff like that. So we need to know how to properly handle our tools, how to properly disinfect them. We have to learn about electricity. We need to learn about different diseases, skin conditions, things like that. So mainly that's what the exams are about. And then the practical one, um, you know, if you drop a comb, how are you pick? How do you, how are you picking it up? Are you just picking it up and then running it through someone's hair? You know, which you don't. You don't do that, right? So mm-hmm. um, it's things like that. And it's, yeah. So when you're doing the practical one, which is a little bit more nerve wracking, because yes, they give you they give you different exercises and services that you need to perform, and you need to not only execute them correctly, but the sanitation and disinfection that comes next to it. That's really what we're being tested on. So it's not how good we could do a haircut mm. or, you know, <laughs> how clean we could do that balayage or that that hair color, those highlights. It's about do we know how to properly um, disinfect our tools, sanitize them, how to properly handle a customer and just the public in general. Are we going to be performing safe services on the public? Oh, okay. Well, that, that makes sense too. I think it's often thought like, oh, they, they're just going to judge you on like how great the haircut was. and you know. Not at all. <laughs> it's actually like the worst haircut. They give you a haircut where you have to do the perimeter just like around uh-huh. um, with a razor. And so, and then the inside is with scissors. So it's like a haircut that you would never do on someone, but they're just <laughs> testing you to see if you know how to properly hold your razor where you're not going to cut someone. Um, and the same thing with your shears and your comb, like, are you being um, clean with your tools? And um, yeah, and you're not hurting the public. So that's really what they're testing. Us on. They can get, they can give two damn whether and how good we are or not. Fashion is not tested at that point. <laughs> Where do they get the volunteers at to get these like interesting haircuts? So, oh my God, I love that you say that. Um, so nowadays they don't do the practical. And you, actually, I don't think they even do the practical. So they took that off. But when I got licensed, we did, it was on real people and you had to get real people (laughs) to do this. And um, it's very, very stressful. One, to get someone to actually, you know, dedicate this time with you. And then two, I mean, these people, you tell them, oh, you're going to be my model. So they think they're going to have their hair all cute. (laughs) And then they realize like, oh man, like, this is a test. Like it has nothing to do whether this looks good on me or not. 
you know, then later on you got to fix it. But um, yeah, it's, it's pretty hectic. So I guess for anybody that, um, you know, is graduating now, they don't have to worry about the practical anymore. It's, it's all written now. Oh, they made it easier now, right? It's like, come on. <laughs> so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can imagine too, if they make you have to find your model, mm-hmm. that's not easy. Right? Yeah. You got to prep that model ahead of time. And um, yeah, I remember my the model that went with me, I offer her forever. I'm like, for life, you will get free haircuts, but don't flake on me. Um, yeah, and it's, it's pretty serious. When you want something so bad, you know, it, it's it's serious. Hey, that's good. Now she's like pretty thankful for that, right? Just probably, hey, it's good Absolutely. that I, <laughs> I get the good hairstyles now, not the test. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's uh, one bad one for a lifetime of good hair. I'll take that. Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> I'll take a bad hair day any day too, right? Just, you know, cover it up for while well, it lasts and then get great haircuts for the rest of your life. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I want to talk more about Unico. And I know mm-hmm. you started back in 2017. So just tell me more about how that got started and how it's been going so far. Yeah, I mean, Unico, I love when people ask me, they're like, oh, you own Unico? I'm like, no, Unico owns me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's been awesome. I I come, like I said, you know, I, I come from, my mom had her own business. My dad has his own businesses too. So being an entrepreneur is is just in my blood and, and I enjoy it. I enjoy um, coming up with businesses and, and, and a concept and, and a dream and a vision and then putting it in existence, right? Making it a reality. And so, um, you know, shortly after I graduated from school and I started building a clientele and I started working in different salons, um, I started traveling a lot. I quickly knew that I wanted to have my own space and um, Stockton is my home. So it's not like I was just going to leave Stockton. You know, I, I could ha- I, I have the opportunity to, leave, to go anywhere I want to, but Stockton is home to me. And one of the things that um, decided that I decided why I wanted to open my salon in Stockton and specifically in downtown, some of my favorite cities are big, you know, big concrete cities like New York, right? I love going to New York. I love that urban vibe. I love the big buildings, just, you know, the the urbanness, the color, the the bricks, the high ceilings, just buildings, you know, that that street fashion. It just it's something that I'm passionate about, right? And so Stockton happens to have a really nice big downtown with all these buildings and in the streets and the whole deal, right? So when I was in the making of building my salon or coming up with the vision of my salon, I found out that they were revitalizing downtown Stockton. And a lot of really cool businesses are coming to downtown Stockton and it's young entrepreneurs and it's young business owners. And the more I started learning about it, the more excited it got me to make my dream and my vision come true in an area that's being developed. Right. So it almost like gave it a lot more purpose. And so that's kind of how Unico started becoming. Um, Unico, a lot of people ask me, like, what does Unico mean? That's what it is. It's a word in Spanish, Unico, one and only. And so, um, you know, I wanted to bring something that was different, not only to Stockton, but just just something to offer for the modern consumer. And everything that I do in here is a little bit different. You know, we're all we are really part of a mission. We are really a part of a challenging the status quo. I kind of say that all the time. And, you know, it's part of our mission to challenge the status quo. But yeah, you know, I'm doing it through hairdressing, through styling. But um, Unico definitely brings a destination to downtown Stockton. And it's amazing to see where we are right now because we have people from all over that come to Unico, Luis. You know, we have people that are coming from neighboring cities. Um, We have people coming from the Bay Area, from Sacramento, you know, Tracy, Modesto, Manteca. Obviously, Stocktonians come out here too, but Unico has really become a destination place where people want to come and enjoy an incredible hair experience and like disconnect or just even have fun with us. You know, we're a group of, of women that work here. We're all passionate. We love what we do. 
And, you know, even if you're booked, if you book a haircut appointment for an hour, you're hanging out here with us for five hours because we're doing a color correction, we make sure that you are enjoying every minute that you're spending here at our space. That's really good. And that's, I think, what every customer should come away from any business, right? And saying like, hey, I enjoy my time there. And especially in the service businesses like yours, right, where you are going to be spending some time there. And it's nice to develop those uh, connections, right, with the person who's doing yeah, your hair work. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're spending money, you're spending your time, you know, you are spending your, you're spending time away from other stuff, your work or family or whatever is it, right? We want to make sure that when you come to Unico, um, you, you're enjoying it. It feels like you're looking forward to your appointments. So it's, it's something super special what we got going on in here. Um, it's really, really nice. And as the years have been going by, obviously, we've been perfecting it and really have made it into what our brand is. Um, and so yeah, I'm very, very proud to be the owner and founder of this amazing, you know, amazing brand that's being founded here in downtown Stockton. And hopefully, you know, we can branch out to other places um, as time permits. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really awesome. I just like, I know I haven't been there, but just like seeing the pictures on Instagram, if you didn't tell me where that was at, I probably would have said that's probably in the Bay Area or probably in LA because yeah. that's the vibe that I get, right? And it's really cool to see that here in the 209, that yeah. people can experience something like that. And that's why, like you said, you're getting people from like bigger cities coming down here because they're getting the same experience that they're getting over there too. But of course, you know, the connections matter a lot. And I know I would probably drive like somewhere more further if I had a good experience somewhere versus staying local, right? Yeah. And, you know, being being inclusive and being a safe space is super important. So, you know, it's a creative area where, you know, it's a creative space where we offer, you know, our services, you know, which is, you know, we do hair and lashes and things like that. But really, it's like when you come into space where you feel safe, you feel welcome, you feel accepted, you're not being judged. You know, that's what I mean. It's for the modern consumer, for the person that's looking for um, just to enjoy your time and have a great conversation with someone and feel that you belong there. I think that's what sets, you know, sets us apart or sets that's unico to what it is it's, it's just a place where you will feel connected yeah and like i said with the instagram page and also looking at some of the videos i i could right away see that without having talked to anyone else i mean before we started talking to like i know my favorite video post that you did is the one with uh, the white chicks quote and, oh, and shrek God. right that that had me like laughing too and all, other ones are great too but that one was like my favorite one <laughs> you gotta have you gotta find, have a little fun with it right yeah, especially with social media and all that, I think it's it's good. And it again, it speaks to the personality that the beauty shop has, right? Is that, you know, everyone is like that and you're going to have a good laugh and a really, you know, great conversation with whoever's working on your hair. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think as with any business owner, especially having, you know, a business that is in the service industry, I'm always really curious, you know, with the pandemic 2020 and the nature of the business, like, how did that affect Unico and like, were you able to adapt? Did you have to close for a really long time or how was that? Mm -hmm. So it was, I mean, it, it was, a, it was a very hard impact because since my industry was classified as non-essential, we were fully closed. And um, so, yeah, I mean, we were closed. What was it for like almost two years, you know, of like, a few months of fully being closed and then the opening and the closing, the opening and the closing. And so, yeah, I mean, it was a very hard impact. Um, I feel very fortunate though, that, you know, I was able to get creative and um, a lot of our guests were supporting us through retail sales. They were supporting us through gift cards. So when we opened, you know, they would have gift cards to come and, and spend money. Um, so, you know, it was, it was, it was, Good. I mean, now that I see it, it was almost, I don't want to say it was a blessing in disguise, but I had to learn how to adapt. I had to learn how to come up with different systems and figure out how am I going to take my, my new business and come up with a different concept that's going to survive these new times that we're facing. You know, the, the business had only been open for about two years when that happened. And so it was, it was pretty new. 
But, um, you know, like I said, I, I took the time to really see, okay, what's going to be the next move here? What do we need to do? Um, you know, apply for whatever help was available, the grants, the, the PPP loans, you know, whatever. And I just, I had to learn a lot of things. I had to learn how to navigate and, and push my business forward. Um, and it was a lot of learning and just implementing systems and, you know, it, but it was definitely, it was a hard, it was really hard times. Um, I want to say that maybe, I want to say maybe about maybe last year, half of last year started feeling like more of a normal year. I'm excited for what this year has in place and what this, what I could do for with this year, what we can do to take Unico, you know, to, I don't know, the next level or whatever we want to call it. But I would really like to see this year be more of a normal year where everybody is feeling um, a lot safer to go out. But a lot of things have changed and I'm sure you have experienced it yourself, you know? Um, so yeah, I've had to come up with new systems, restructure the entire business. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I've done like, all right, I got it. We implemented this. Let's go. And then as I uh, actually wait a minute, we're going to take two steps back to move one step forward. I've done it so many times, but, um, you know, I'm I'm signed up 100 percent devoted to this. And um, there's nothing that I cannot learn. You know, there's nothing that I can learn and evolve and practice and make it better. And, you know, sometimes I got to take a lot of lessons, but I'm telling you, that's that's I'm here for the grind. You know, I'm here for the long run. Yeah. I mean, those things happen, but. Yeah, I'm glad that you guys were able to overcome those, right? Because we know a lot of businesses, they kind of just ended, right? Because of the pandemic. So I'm glad that it didn't affect you guys uh, as much and that you were able to hopefully be back to normal this year too. I mean, it looks like things are looking back normal, right? I think as of yeah. maybe like late last year, but, you know, we can never be sure of anything anymore, right? After experiencing that, it's like, when is it just going to hit us again? And then we're all going to be shut down in a week. And <laughs> everything's yeah, going to go back. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's, 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 if there's anything that I, that I learned from that experience is to just to try to be as prepared as I can to, to be smart with my finances, to save, to just be prepared as best as I can, because you're right, you know, you really don't know what's going to happen um, in the future. But even whether I knew or not, you know, it is important as a business owner to be business savvy, to be business smart. And um, and that's my biggest take of this is be prepared. I need to be prepared for what's, you know, the ex expected and unexpected. Yeah. And preparation is where the key is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Always got to be. Well, I want to like, now talk a little bit more about your work as a travel stylist. I know you mentioned it briefly earlier and traveling all these different places and all that. So just tell me some of the places that like you've traveled to and maybe some like interesting story or two that you might have. Let me see. Interesting stories. Um, I mean, it, it's nice to go to different areas because you get inspired. Um, but I, I do enjoy I, I enjoy traveling. Um, like I said, I grew up going back and forth between here and, and Mexico. So I always enjoy like the adrenaline of like getting on a plane and, you know, going to a new place and trying new food and talking to new people. I get inspired by architecture and color and how do they, you know, their fashion in certain areas, how they wear their hair, different things like that. And what got me into being a traveling educator um, you know, it was just I had the opportunity to work through different brands. And so, um, you know, they would they would hire me to go and help open accounts in other cities for them and teach other hairdressers and things like that. Um, and, you know, if, if it was a if it was a great outcome, they would move me over to a different area. And so I really I really enjoyed it. I want to say one of my funnest my funnest places was going to Mexico City. I had never gone to Mexico City, even though I went to Mexico a lot. You know, I always stay at home within my, you know, within my area, but I had never gone to Mexico City. So when I went the first time, um, that was very interesting. Even the airport, you know, I met so many like celebrities at the airport, um, like comedians and um, just people that I grew up watching, you know, just through 
Mexican TV, right? Um, I'm trying to think of the names of Uriel. I can't think of his name. Laura Pico. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I remember the show, but I'm like, yeah, right. So yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because I was in line. We were in the same line, and I'm like, why do they look so familiar, right? And then, it was just, it was just interesting to see that, and you know, just singers and stuff like that. I was like, oh my god, Mexico City Airport is it's kind of it's kind of like a vibe. It's cool here. <laughs> Um, but you know, that place, it was really fun to go there because I was able to just talk to different people, get a lot of, um, history behind where I come from, you know, being able to go to every time I travel somewhere, I try to take advantage of learning a little bit about the history there or the culture or like, what are the highlights? Like, what can I squeeze in, in the two, three days that I'm going to be there? Right. So I'll try to go to some restaurants and I'm a foodie. So I try to go to some restaurants and taste some new food that I've never had. Um, so, you know, I was able to try like just Mexican food, like some cuisine that I've never had before. And I'm like, I am Mexican. I've never had them before. And so, you know, stuff like that, trying mole from Puebla, just think little things like that. Right. Um, but yeah, Mexico City was interesting. And then their nightlife was just also very, um, it was fun, but it was also a little scary. Like, oh my God, I don't know if <laughs> I need to be out here at this time. I think I need to go to the hotel now. Um, so yeah, just, I have a few stories in Mexico City that were that were silly. But um, yeah, I mean, my what I'm telling you, like what I do, my career has allowed me to do things like that. Um, but yeah, that's probably one of my my funnest places I've been to. Um, and it's interesting. So my funny thing is that right when I was taking off, it's not a funny thing, but it's, I don't know, I guess something that something different that happened there, right when my plane was taking off, when I was leaving Mexico, coming back to um, flying into Sacramento, that's the day where they had like this massive earthquake. Ooh. And I was so, so lucky that, um, you know, I, I wasn't caught in the earthquake, um, you know, just because it, it was, it was tragic. You know, there was a lot of bad things. A lot of buildings went down. A lot of people died. So it's super sad. You know, it's actually a sad thing. Um, I'm just happy and blessed that I didn't have to be there when all that happened. I was able to come home safe to my family. Were you are you said you were already in the plane? Like when that yeah, happened? Like, yeah, what, we what, were already like, on the plane. Like already up in the air, right? Not already in the ground. air. Already in the air. Ooh. And so when we landed, you know, that's when we found out everything that was going on. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But I mean, I'm glad that like you guys were already up in the I mean, that's the safest place to be at, right? During an earthquake. It's like it's better to right, be up right in, the in the air. I would hope <laughs> so. <laughs> Everyone would want to already be there too. Definitely not in the airport, still like in the plane. Like I can't yeah. imagine if you're inside the plane. I mean, I guess you might still be safe because you're not like inside a building, but yeah. still you're stuck in the plane you're not knowing like what's going on and planes yeah. moving <laughs> yeah. yeah that was that was pretty crazy and then I think the year after I was supposed to go to Mexico again um but for some reason it got canceled and they had another earthquake the same day oh yeah I remember hearing year. that one yeah last yeah, year. yeah I remember when the, I think it happened year. after they were doing like a simulator yeah like an hour exactly. after they had done right just to prepare for it and it's like all right are you prepared here's the so, so we're, yeah, right, we're having an actual earthquake now. And so, um, I mean, that's like, yeah, what a coincidence. But I didn't, you know, I didn't have to go this this last time. But yeah, I mean, I've had an opportunity, like I said, to travel different places. But that one, that one was really nice. Um, so anybody that hasn't had the opportunity to go to Mexico, I highly encourage it. Um, especially, you know, if you like that I don't know, it's just energy, big city, you know, you like you like to to be busy and and see things and and learn stuff. They have amazing museums. Um it's an incredible place to to go visit. So I definitely will have to go back um hopefully soon and and this time, you know, to have some fun and just have a little more time to spend out there and and hit some different places. But uh, Mex Mexico City was pretty fun. I'm glad you mentioned the food too, because I always tell people like the Mexican food you have here, it might seem like it's good. And I'm not saying it isn't good, but when you go to Mexico, you're actually trying real legit Mexican food. And if you like it here over there, you're going to love it. 
is what oh, I always yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. I don't know what it is too, but it's one of those mysteries. I guess maybe they use other ingredients too and they it, don't quite, it's yeah. Fresh, <laughs> it's fresh. It's fresh. con amor. You know, it's, it's just it's yummy. The best food, I think, yeah. is the best food. I agree. <laughs> Well, now I want to talk a little bit more about your editorial work that you do and also in like in fashion. So just tell us more about what we have going on. Um, so right now, so with fashion, um, I've always done, like I was saying, when I grew up with my mom at the salon, I started tapping into that world. And then here, you know, I've been able to, to work through different fashion shows and I've connected with different fashion designers they picked me up to do more editorial work for the models that are wearing their their clothes and things like that um but fashion is fashion is my passion even when i'm doing hair i really go about it in a way of how to bring this like empowerment fashionista you know that hidden beauty i feel like everybody has that alter ego right mm-hmm. everybody have them stand a little taller look a little sexier <laughs> you know just wear a little bit more of that boldness that everybody has inside of them um, so inspired by the things that I love and inspired by the guests that we have coming to Unico, I came up with a fashion collection. It's a capsule inspired by Unico, um, and we call it Unica. So it's inspired by our empowered, you know, empowerment women, bold women that we have in the 209. And so um, we also have a fashion collection here at the salon. Um, sometimes I partner up with other um, clothing stores and brands around here and they'll carry the items there. And I try to come up with a different coll- a different collection every season. Um, so right now we still have our cozy line where it's, you know, it's just very cozy. It's material that is just soft. You wear it, you feel cozy in it. Um, it has old English type of um, graphics and um, it's just a really nice, I don't know, a nice wearable fashion street wear that we have. Um, so it's very fitting for what we do. And so with that, with that collaboration or with that um, fashion collection that came up, you know, I continue just doing working with the different designers that, that I know. Um, I had an incredible friend of mine that I met through San Francisco Fashion Week. He did, we did a collaboration together on two pieces of the line and um you know we had this line be made it it, it was made in in peru with um you know recyclable plastic material and um it's sustainable it's a sustainable item and so that was like our fashion designer you know high end line to be able to have something one to be able to create something like that is super cool it's a vision it's a it's an inspiration um you know being able to come put it together but then to have people buy it and wear it it's like it's a dream that's 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 pretty awesome so when people um are proud and you know they want to wear it they purchase it that also inspires me to come up with new projects and new collections and so not only am I working behind the scenes in fashion now I'm also able to you know I tapped into actually coming up with with clothes and wear and put all those things together. Um, I have a lot of photographer friends that I work with, and sometimes I'm models for I'm their model for things that they need, and sometimes they're my photographers for the things that I need. <laughs> and so I've been able to build a community of different photographers that I get a chance to work with. I have you know friends in LA that I work with out there. Sometimes I'll fly into LA. We'll do some fashion photo shoots for for models, for uh, magazine covers, for whatever is it that they need, movie stars, you know, whatever. I'm just working behind the scenes, coming up with different looks. Um, and that's just kind of like where I've been dabbing into. And yeah, wherever wherever I'm called, I'm there. <laughs> and fashion, fashion is definitely, like I said, fashion is my passion. And to be able to be, you know, to have the opportunity to work in that is pretty cool. And then to be able to bring it into Unico and offer it, you know, offer a little bit of that boldness to, you know, to my guests and just the people that decide to come to Unico, you know, that's, they're going to expect something that's a little bit different. Yeah, that's really awesome. Uh, now you have to send me some pictures of uh, all the, uh, especially the clothing that was made with plastic and all that and how it turned yeah. out. And, you know, I, I always find that really great too. I mean, anytime I see brands 
doing something for the environment, right? And like knowing that like, hey, we should, you know, be a little more conscious about that situation and let's still do this clothing. And sometimes they'll even like donate, right? To like local causes and all that too, I think is uh, really great to see brands like step up and be like, hey, we could we could also help out, you know, we know that, you know, a lot of things happen with, you know, their manufacturing and all that, but, you know, now they're mm-hmm. giving back to the environment too, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's ways to come up with, you know, to be able to make it um, still wearable, still fashionable, but I be a little bit more, um, add more to the earth instead of taking from it, you know. And encourage people to recycle too, right? It's like, oh, you want to see more of this? Well, you need to recycle and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That that was that was a really fun collaboration. I look forward to to doing more of those things. And um, I am working right now for our summer collection. I already have a, a lot of really cool items, you know, coming up. So um, yeah, it's it, it's fun, but you know, you gotta, I try to go about things with sense and with purpose and awareness and not just, you know, oh my God, let's do this. And, (laughs) you know, just do things with purpose and try to do them where it's something that is sustainable and that um, it's just bringing value to, to, you know, people's lives. I hope, you know, that they feel proud wearing something that, um, you know, came, came from my mind, but it's inspired by, the energy that I receive from the people that I get to talk to and, and work alongside with. Now, for anyone who can't make it out to the salon too, do you guys also sell it online or do you have that option? Um, yeah, we do. We I, we also have it online. Uh, we're pretty sold out on a lot of things. Um, but yeah, we we have our store online, Unico Salon. There's, there's a link there where it goes into the capsule collection. Um, and you're able to see the different items that we have. Um, so when the summer one starts rolling up, we'll definitely, you know, have a launch on it. And yeah, people will be able to to order it online too if they if they like to. Cool. I'm glad that you guys offer that option, especially for all the 209 people who are like all around the country, because we know that there there's a mm-hmm. lot of people that are like just across the country, New York, Florida, and all that. So everywhere. It's great. great to have yeah. a piece of home, right? Like delivered to your door. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, my last thing, uh, I want to ask you if you have any advice for anyone that's trying to get into the beauty space or maybe someone that's trying to start their own beauty salon, what would you tell them? Yeah, I mean, welcome, like do it. I feel like our industry is the best industry. You know, we're able to do something that we love, take some business classes and learn about business and numbers and, um, you know, come up with like a solid concept for yourself, but um, it's awesome. You know, my biggest advice would be that to be passionate, obviously, of what you do, to always be a learner. There's especially in the world of hair and fashion and the world of social media, you know, what's trendy today, it's not trendy tomorrow. So we got to stay current. You know, it's, it's, it's no longer where um, you're just a, I don't know, a great hairdresser because you can give great haircuts or, or, you know, great hair, you know, being able to work with people, especially after COVID, being able to offer some serious, like good services is super important. Um, if you want to go in the adventure, the journey of being an entrepreneur and open your own business, um, it's incredible, you know, it's if it's someone if if you are if it's in your passion to come up with a dream or the vision, like you have to go all force with it. Um, but again, preparation, you're, you know, be prepared, take classes. If you're not business savvy, you need to be, you know, take the classes, learn the skill sets. It's not just about doing hair, but if you can master you know, the beauty of the creativity of being a hair artist and then at the the same side, you know, have that passion to be able to create a business and build it together. They come hand in hand and you'll enjoy what you do every single day. Every single day you'll you'll come forward enjoying something that you love doing. And like they say, you know, when you're doing something that you love, it doesn't feel like work. That's kind of like a lie because it does feel like work sometimes. But at least, you know, you continue want to do it. You know, it's not something that you feel burned out or you want to quit. It's something that you feel dedicated and devoted to want to show up for it every single day. 
And um, that's my biggest advice. Just be prepared and um, and get excited because I think this is one of the best industries you could possibly be in. Well, it's really great advice. I'm glad that you mentioned the fact that everyone needs to be aware of like current haircuts, right? Because, you know, one moment it's one haircut, the next moment you mm-hmm. have a famous celebrity or an athlete with the new haircut. I know everyone wants that and that's the new yeah. go-to, right? And you have to learn how to do that yeah. one. And it's no longer the old haircut from a month ago. Yeah. Find your niche, find what you're, you know, the things that you enjoy doing. If you want to specialize on something, go for it. The It's endless. There's so much abundance. There's so much abundance. I'm sure in every industry, but I see it in my industry and there's just so much for the take. Um, there's, I don't think there's a better time than today, you know, to actually make your dreams come true and absolutely anything you want to do in social media it gives you the access for, you know, the eyes to go to you when before, you know, you had to pass out the business cards, knock on people's doors, ask for a referral. Nowadays, you know, you can make a few videos and um, you have so much access to the world. You know, there's so much abundance. Like, let's do it. Let's make it happen. (laughs) This is our time. Yeah, you can make some funny videos and then... (laughs) I mean, two, Brian, go you make, uh, what was it? Some Shrek, some Fiona videos. Some, some white chick, yeah, white chick's quote videos. And- anything, <laughs> anything, anything goes. We're no longer just service providers. We have to be into, you know, videographers, photographers, acting, like whatever, right? But have fun with it. Have, have fun with it. And it, it's amazing. It, it really, really is something that you, you're going to enjoy. Well, Patti, thank you so much for uh, being on the episode tonight. And also, I mean, being on it on your birthday, that's really awesome. I never thought that like I would ever be like talking to someone on their birthday, interviewing them. And yeah, I, I appreciate that. No, well, thank you for inviting me. I, this is an honor to me. So thank you so much. I feel like we're kickstarting my birthday. Awesome. You know, like being able to do a podcast with you. This is my first one. This is my first podcast that I made that I have the opportunity to do like this. So. I hope more come and whoever's listening, I hope they enjoy it. And um, and if not, pues ni modo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and thank you so thank you very much for, for having me. This this was an honor to to be able to do this with you. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. And you know, for sure, whenever I get my next haircut, I'll be stopping by uh sometime maybe next month, uh, maybe in May too, now that Stockton has a new soccer team and I'm gonna be out there a couple of times in the summer. So Okay, well, yeah, he's this. You know where to find me. 36 North California Street, right at the heart of downtown Stockton. Um, I would love to have you come in here and really be able to see the space for for your own self. And tell me if, you know, if you really felt that um, this is a destination. And if you would come all the way from Modesto to downtown (laughs) Stockton for a haircut. Yeah, perfect. And I'll take video of it, too, so people can not only hear me, but also <laughs> see me. Yeah, right? be able to see yeah, what gotta... <laughs> All right. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much, Lizzie. Have a great day. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. You too. Once again, thank you so much to Patti Ayala for spending time here on the podcast uh, on her special day too. Again, happy birthday, Patti. Really appreciate that. Really like what she has going on in downtown Stockton and really helping grow the city, bring more people from other cities as well. Like she mentioned, people coming from the Bay, from SAC, even from across the 209 and all that. It's really awesome to hear that and to know that she is contributing to Stockton growing and to more and more people wanting to visit downtown because I know that so many years ago, it was often thought like, yeah, there's not much going on there too. And then they built the Stockton Arena You got the Stockton Ports now there as well. And so little by little, I think they're constructing a really amazing downtown and makes me really happy because for anyone who isn't from the 209, Stockton is the biggest city that we have here after Stockton, it's Modesto. But when you look at Stockton's downtown and Modesto's downtown, it's so much more different. I mean, Patti mentioned it here as well. Stockton's got a lot of tall buildings and they really have sort of a city vibe whereas in modesto yes we're a city but we don't have quite the same city vibe that they do we don't have that many uh, tall buildings and it's just not the same 
So great to see Stockton growing there, bringing in more business and letting more people visit the city too, because they have a lot going on too. And we've mentioned it here on, on the show in the past already. And it makes me really excited to know that because I have a lot of family to live in Stockton. I have a lot of memories going to different places in Stockton as well because of them. So it's great to know that my family is in a city that is growing day by day and we're getting a lot of amazing people building businesses in downtown and encouraging more people to spend time in downtown and bringing in people from outside of the city to explore the downtown and catch a show or two at the start of the arena as well too, because let me tell you, they've been getting some really amazing musicians and events going on in the arena that if you haven't gone there yet, or if it's been a while since you've gone, go check them out. I mean, they have a lot going on too. And it's awesome that you can get a really amazing haircut here with Patti and at Unique Salon and then go grab some really amazing food because there's tons of really interesting food spots in downtown and then go catch your show at night. I mean, how great is that, that you could spend an entire day in downtown and do a bunch of things in one day. So awesome stuff. Well, once again, I've mentioned it before in the past and I've gotten the messages on social media, but want to continue to encourage anyone listening right now to let me know if you know anyone in the 209 who was either born here, grew up here, maybe moved here later on, but has been here for a while already, uh, who would like to be on the show to share their story, what they're doing. Let me know, send me a message, tell me more about them too. If you can let them know already that you think they should be on the show, feel free to share the social media and they could contact me here personally as well. So either or works for me too, and you can have them follow the social media pages and you as well listening, of course, at the 209 Journey on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Appreciate all the follows, all the support on there too. It really means a lot. And I see it in the listener growth episode by episode and also in how much more views we're getting on the YouTube page. And that page is going to continue to grow. We're going to have more video content. That's going to be happening (laughs) soon too. I know I keep mentioning it, but I'm working on figuring out a video schedule so I know exactly the events, the businesses that I want to highlight and establish a sort of schedule, just like we've been having a schedule here on the podcast where we do an episode every Thursday. That's going to continue to happen every Thursday. So really appreciate everyone for subscribing to the show, tuning in. Uh, I do see those listens that come through before I share it on social media. And that is uh, quite amazing to see how many of you have already subscribed to the show. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the show today. I hope you're having a great day. I hope you've had a great day if you're listening to this at night. And I'll see you next Thursday here on the 209 Journey Podcast.